Well, he was surrounded by the prophets of Baal. 450 prophets of Baal had Elijah surrounded, and Elijah's servant was with him, and he said to Elijah, Master, we're surrounded. What are we going to do? He said, what are we going to do, not what is God going to do? So Elijah prayed and asked God to open his servant's eyes so that he could see the spiritual world that was around him. And he opened the servant's eyes and the servant could see hundreds and thousands of angels of God surrounding them, ready to protect them, ready to do God's bidding. We need to ask God to open our spiritual eyes so that whenever a trial comes up, we get a bad doctor's report or something happens at the office, we didn't get that promotion or someone that we love is sick or ill or something to do with paying bills that we don't have the funds for. Ask God to open your spiritual eyes and don't say, what am I going to do? Say, God, what are you going to do? And then I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So remember, we're not just living in a physical world, but we're interacting with a spiritual world, the natural world and the supernatural world cooperating together. So let's remember, as faithful stewards of God, as we build our trust and dependence on him, let's first of all ask, what can God do? How is God going to solve this problem or this issue? How is God going to heal me? How is God going to take care of what I need to do his will? It's all part of being a faithful steward of God and using our time, talent, temple, and treasure for his glorification. Sister Melody already mentioned about being faithful in tithe and offering by returning your tithe and offering to the dollar sign TOP giving. And you can also return tithe and offering through adventistgiving.org, or you can mail it in to our faithful treasurer. Continue to serve God through your stewardship, and I guarantee you God will take care of you. At this time, let us offer a word of prayer as we seek the Lord in prayer. Let us bow our heads. Dear Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you for all of the blessings that you continue to shower down upon us. We thank you for the beautiful blue skies and the sunshine and the birds and the animals and the trees and everything that you have provided for our enjoyment, Lord. We thank you so much for your protective care watching over us throughout the night. You protected us from evil. You protected us from hurt, harm, or danger, Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you so much for your loving care and providing food and clothing and shelter to us. We thank you for our family and our friends, dear Jesus. We thank you for the relationships that we have with them. We thank you above all for Jesus who gave his life in place of ours that we might have the life that he enjoyed. We thank you so much for your Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into all truth, blessing us, dear Lord, and telling us this is the right way, walk in it. We thank you, dear Lord, for the opportunity of prayer. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for your word, which leads us to a closer relationship with you. We ask, dear Father, that you will bless all those who are struggling and suffering this day, those who struggle and suffer with physical needs, uh, those who struggle and suffer with mental needs, dear Lord, financial needs. We ask that you will open the windows of heaven, dear Lord, and pour us out a blessing so much that there won't even be room for us to receive it. We ask your special blessing upon all those who are sick and shut in, dear Lord. We ask that you will touch their hearts, Jesus. We ask that you will help them to remember that you are God and there is nothing too hard for you. Bless them, dear Lord, and touch them in the, with your healing power in the mighty way that only you know is best for them. We ask that you will bless the message this day, Lord. We need to hear a word from the Lord. We ask that you will touch our hearts, touch our ears, Lord. Open our ears to hear your word. Open our hearts to accept it and open our minds to move forward in doing your will. Bless us, dear Lord, as we continue to serve you, as we continue to worship and praise your holy name. These we ask in the blessed and honorable name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen and amen. Be blessed and be a blessing. If you're in a sanctuary or if you're driving your car, if you're just sitting outside relaxing today, no matter where you are, the presence of the Lord is there. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. 
I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each
Praise the Lord. It is such a privilege to be here with you. I want to thank the PELT committee for um, this invitation and also your pastor for allowing me to share with you today. I am excited about this word. And so let's get into the word and let's go to God in prayer. Our gracious heavenly father, God, we bless you. We praise you and we thank you. We ask, oh God, that you would move this day. We ask, oh God, that you would have your way speak because your people need to hear a word from you. And Father, as you speak, as your spirit moves, we will give you praise, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Today's theme is Selah strength for the struggle. And I don't know if you know what Selah means. If you don't, that's okay. You're in good company because there are many, many scholars who don't know what it means either. As a matter of fact, there's this argument going on about what Selah really means. The jury is still out. And so although we don't have a, an exact translation, what we do know is that it's probably a musical term and it means to pause. Some say it means to pause and reflect. Others say that it means to stop and think. And so uh, as you are reading uh, the Psalms or as you are reading that chapter in Habakkuk, you may see this word sailor. It means to take a break, to pause, to think about it. If we ever needed a word before, we sure do need one now. And I like this word because with all of the crazy things that are taking place in this world right now, it is time for everybody to stop and think it's time for everybody to pause and reflect. Everybody needs to take a chill pill. Everybody needs to take a break. And if you feel that your stress level is high and you're anxious about what is coming next, then this is the message for you. If you feel like you're reeling from what has already transpired and you don't think you can take a little bit more, this message is for you. I want you to listen very closely because if you understand and begin to practice Selah, then you are going to find that there are blessings in the breaks. I want to share some of those blessings with you. So come with me, but I want you to be very careful. I want to take you to meet David, but you've got to be quiet because we don't want to give our position away. David is in the midst of a battle and he has just been crowned king of Israel. That funny smell in the air could be the fact that they just painted the sign with his name on it. The paint is still wet, hasn't even had an opportunity to dry and the Philistines have come out against him. This is one of those stories that is taking place in two books of the Bible. And so to get a full story, we want to look at first Chronicles chapter 14 and second Samuel chapter five. Let's read second Samuel chapter five, verse 17. It says, now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. I don't know if you caught that already. David is teaching us how to Selah. We are most familiar with Selah in a song, but now David is teaching us how to Selah in the midst of a situation, a how to Selah in the midst of a struggle. Did you catch the sailor? If you did, go ahead and type in the comments. I caught it. And if you didn't, then go ahead and say, I'm about to. The Bible says that when the Philistines heard that David was king, they went up. 
And the Bible also says that when David heard what the Philistines were doing, he went down. And verse 19 tells us that he inquired of the Lord. And so the Philistines set themselves in formation, but David set himself before the father. If you're with me now, type, I'm with you. The enemy came for David. And this under normal circumstances would have been a good time to punch. But David decided to pause in the middle of struggles. David didn't just say Selah. He didn't just sing Selah. What he did was show us Selah. He stopped. He paused. He reflected. He took a break. And I already told you there is a blessing in the breaks. Now, can I confess something to you? Just because I have your attention doesn't mean I have the achievement. I'm still learning this Selah thing. I recently had a conversation not too long ago with a family member and y'all, they came for me. Real talk. I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit my first response was to shout instead of to stop. I was ready to battle instead of to take a break. I didn't say at first. And when I look back, if I had just sailored, if I had just taken some time to pause, to reflect, some time to stop and to think, I would have a cute illustration for you for this very message. But now I have to tell you what not to do. Don't do it like me because I got into a battle I was not prepared to fight. But that didn't happen to David, well, at least in this situation, because he took a break and he went before God, Selah. When his enemy was standing on the battleground, David decided to get onto holy ground. He went to a place of protection. It was not just a physical place, but it was a spiritual space because David tells us over and over again that the Lord was his stronghold. And so David decides to Selah. He takes a break. The question is, what happens when you Selah? You pause and think. You are thinking not just on your problem. It's not time to worry, but you are turning your eyes to the author and finisher of your faith. There's a blessing in the break. The first blessing in the break is when you pause, it gives you perspective. Things look different when you stop to reflect. Let me show you the power of Selah. Turn with me to uh, Psalm chapter three. And this is David talking in verse one. It says, Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Verse two, many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Now I want you to watch what happens because when he starts out, he's talking about his enemies. He's trying to count all of the people who are against him. And all he can say is, Lord, there are many. And then the next verse, he begins to talk about all of the things they are saying about him. He scanned the comments. He's read their social media posts and he knows they are talking bad about him. And until he got to that sailor, that's all he was talking about. But once he got to that sailor, there was a change in perspective. Once he took a break, once he began to pause and reflect and to think on all that was transpiring, he was able to change his perspective. That's why the next verse says, but you, oh Lord. Uh, I love that uh, because before the sailor, he was talking about all that others were doing to him and saying about him. But after the sailor, it says, but you, oh Lord, are a shield for me. So before he knew about all of the people who were coming for him, but now he understands that God is for him. And he says, you, oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory. And even though my head was low, he says, you are the lifter of my head. 
That's good news today. That is the power of Selah. That is the blessing in the break. You are able to change your perspective. I don't know if you've ever been driving and and you couldn't find your way. I know it's happened to me and I've been going round and round in circles and I'm like, if I pass this Walmart one more time and what I have to do is sailor, I have to pull over and get my bearings. I have to turn the radio down so I could see. I have to uh, uh, get to a place where I can pause and reflect and it allowed me to get a better perspective. That's exactly what David was doing. So in our story, he knows that the Philistines are coming for him. He knows that they have already raided his territory. It already looks bad. And in the midst of the sailor, he asked, shall I go up? Will you deliver me? Can I talk to some folk who are in some situations and you recognize that it already looks bad. You've spent your days and your nights trying to barrel through. You have spent your tears and your years trying to struggle through it, but maybe you need to sailor through it. There are many of us who are feeling overwhelmed and you don't think you're going to be able to make it. If that is you, then this story needs to be you. It is time for you to find the blessing in the break. I know you're thinking, I can't afford to take a break right now. Listen, you can't afford not to because the first blessing of the break is that the pause will give you perspective. You'll be able to see things that you couldn't see before. You'll be able to see things differently. God told him, go up and I will deliver you. That's all David needed to hear. He went out and met them in the battle or the Valley of Rephaim, which is translated either the Valley of death or the Valley of giants. But God showed up in the Valley. Listen, encourage your neighbor right now. Begin to type in the comments. God will show up in your valley. And so God showed up and he broke through those giants. He broke through death and he brought deliverance. David was so intent on changing perspective that he did not let people call this valley, the Valley of Giants or the Valley of Death anymore. He changed the name to Bel Perazim. David was like from here on out, when you are in this place, it's not about being in the valley. When you are in this place, it's not about giants or death. When you are in this place, it's about the God of the breakthrough. When you are in this space, I need you to remember that this is the place that God breaks through whatever is coming for you. Selah. There's a blessing in the break because when you pause, it gives you perspective. Not only that, when you pause, it gives you power. When the chronicler tells the story in first Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11, it says, so they went up to Bel Perazim and David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore they called the name of that place, Bel Perazim. Did you get it? Did you find or see an example of the second benefit of the break? Uh, David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. Listen, God did a miraculous thing, but God gave David the power to accomplish it. God did all the work, but he put all that power 
into David's hand. If God is going to do all of that, listen, this thing gets me excited because David literally asked God, will you deliver them into my hand? And God is like, yes. And so if God is going to put the enemy in his hand, that means he needs to put power in his hand. That means he needs to put courage and bravery in his hand. That means he needs to put anointing in his hand. That means he needs to put strength in his hand. God has to put something in his hand so he can handle what is coming his way. And so when David began to pause, he not only found perspective, but he found power. He found strength for the struggle. His pause gave him power for his problem. People who need power need to pause. Uh, one of my favorite people, LeBron James, knows this lesson well. Do you all know how much pause LeBron has in a regular day? LeBron gets about 12 hours of sleep every day. He understands that he needs to operate in power. And so he understands that he's got to operate with some pause. Come in here, Holy Ghost. And for those of us who need strength, that means that we need Selah. I remember when my children were little, they had these uh, grocery carts in the store and uh, they were regular grocery carts, but they had a toy car on top of it and they had steering wheels. And so my children love to sit in the grocery cart with the steering wheel. And you couldn't tell them that they weren't driving that cart. They had the wheel. They thought they were turning. They would even say beep, beep, excuse me to other uh, shoppers because they thought they were running things, but how many know it wasn't by their might nor by their power, but by their mommy, uh, they didn't move unless I moved them. Uh, it was not until I pushed that they began to go. And I feel like David began to understand this lesson. He couldn't do it without the Lord. If he had run out there by himself, if he had run out there instead of running to the Lord, he might've gotten out there and found that his hands were empty. He might've gotten out there and found that he did not have the power he needed. That's why I believe that Paul says in him, I live and move and have my being. You don't want to go in your own strength. That's why many of us are on the edge now. That's why many of us are tired and grumpy and anxious and, and, and we don't know what to do. We're overwhelmed. Why? Because we bypass the blessing of the break. But now we know if we need strength, we need to say la. That is a blessing of taking a break. When you pause, it gives you perspective. When you pause, it gives you power. Not only that, when you pause, it gives you possibilities. David experienced a victory, but the Bible says that the Philistines came out again. Can you imagine? David was already promised victory. God had already spoken on the matter. And so if the enemy wants to come again, uh, if it had been me, I might've gone straight out. But David didn't go straight out. Even though he already had a promise of victory, he, they came out against him again. And David went before God again. He sailed. He paused and reflected with God. First Chronicles 14 verses 14 and 15. It says, therefore, David inquired again of God and God said, you shall not go up after them, circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the top of the mulberry trees, then you shall go out to battle for God has gone before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Listen, because David took time to pause 
and think because David took time to stop and reflect because he brainstormed with the best brain there is. He got new possibilities. He got new strategies. The Lord of hosts said, listen, y'all take the rear and me and my army will go ahead of you. Uh, listen for our footsteps. For when you hear marching in the treetops, then you'll know that we've run up ahead of you and brought victory for you. Hallelujah, somebody. God decided that he was going to make this thing a partnership. And so he said, don't go up like you used to. This time I need you to circle around and go back. And then I want you to hold until you hear something. Come in here, Holy Ghost. Uh, and then God went and struck down the army. David would have never thought of this by himself. New perspective new power and new possibilities came because he decided to pause because instead of running out to the struggle, he decided to stop and have a Selah moment. He decided to pause and reflect. He decided to listen, to see what the Lord had to say on this thing. And I want you to know that this doesn't just work for David. It doesn't just work for Bible characters, but it works for real people too. There's a man named uh, Matthew McPherson. He actually was a minister and he remembers uh, going from church to church. He ministered in all these churches over a weekend and all of the offerings and honorariums that he received, uh, he received $15. And he's like, Lord, I want to serve you. But listen, I can't feed my family on $15. And he began to seek the Lord. And God told him, I know every answer to every problem on the earth. If people would only ask me, I would give them the answers. And so Matthew, I loved archery. And he began to ask God, how do I build a better bow? Now, you know, he was just a hobbyist, but he really loved archery. And so on one day when he was taking a break, one day when he was in the midst of a sailor moment, uh, God revealed something to him. He said that he woke up and when he woke up, he saw a vision of a piece of paper and on the piece of paper, there was a sketch of a compound bow. Now, up until that time, people really uh, were struggling to figure out how to do the best compound bow. And I want you to know this hobbyist uh, changed the archery industry. And even though he was a heart, uh, he was a hobbyist. Now he has one of the largest archery companies. It's called Matthews archery company. They are one of the largest and they have changed the game in the archery world. Why? Because he took some time to sailor. Why? Because he found in God when he began to pause that God gave him new perspective and God gave him new power and God gave him new possibilities. God opened doors for him that he never thought would be open. The savior sent him a strategy, but it came through that moment of Selah. And I want you to know that God will open doors for you. God will download formulas to you. I'm trying to tell you there is a blessing in the break. And many of us, uh, even though we have been at home and our regular schedules have been interrupted, we are still stressed and still zoomed out. We are sick of conference calls and doing all kinds of things we used to have clear days off, but now we just work and work and work. We can't sleep. We're eating bad. And what we need is to take a break. What we need is to figure out the blessing in the break. What we need is to take a pause. It is time for us to say la. 
And I want you to know that when you say lie with the Lord, God will open up doors of opportunities and possibilities for you. I remember when I was working on my doctorate and I, I was at a deadline. It was a Friday and I woke up at two o'clock in the morning so that I could finish this paper and it needed to be in by 8 a.m. And I knew I had so much work to do. I was torn between uh, going straight to work or spending some time in Selah, spending some time pausing and reflecting, spending some time in prayer and in the word with the Lord. And I was like, God, I, I know you understand, but I'm not going to be able to do this uh, a, a time with you until after I finish my paper. But there was something on the inside that said, give me the time first, come aside. And so even though I had all this work to do, and I'm telling you, uh, this, this whole conversation was taking place at two something in the morning, but I decided to put the work aside and to spend some Selah moments with the Lord. I decided, even though I had all kinds of paper, I was going to take a pause and let me tell you what this great God almighty did for me while I was in my sailor time at about 3.03 a.m. An email came from my school. I don't know why they were emailing me at 3.03 in the morning, but while I was in the sailor time, uh, the, the, the person who grades the paper said, listen, I'm not going to be able to get to it this weekend. So don't send it to me until Monday. Can I tell you the God that we serve when you take time to pause, will open up doors for you. will open up new possibilities. I couldn't figure out how I was going to do it. And God just opened up a way so that I would have extra days. This is the God that we serve and it doesn't happen until we take time to pause. And there are many of you who are watching who are seventh day Adventists and you worship on the Sabbath day, which is supposed to be a day of rest, but you don't rest on the Sabbath day. And that is why you are frazzled and stressed out. And God is saying, listen, I need a complete pause. I need you to turn all that stuff off. I need you to stop cleaning and cooking. I need you to stop trying to get homework and, and work, work done. I need you to just I need you to just rest in my power, rest in my perspective, rest in my uh, possibilities, rest in the blessing that will come with this break. And when you decide that you are going to allow God to minister to you, when you decide that you are going to minister to God, when you decide that no matter what kind of struggle you find yourself in, you are going to sailor. I promise you, you will find a blessing in the break. You will find perspective for your problem. You will find peace in the midst of your pandemonium. You will find calm for your chaos. You will find wisdom in the midst of your worry. You will find answers for your anxiety. You'll find promises for every predicament. You'll find bravery for every battle. You'll find solutions for your circumstance and you'll find victory in the valley. You'll find faith for the fight. You'll find success for hard situations. You'll find strategies for your setbacks. You'll find a soothing for your sorrow. You'll find breakthrough when you want to break down. You'll find triumph for trouble and you will find strength for your struggle. Selah. God is calling us to pause. He's calling us to take a break. He's calling us to rest and reflect. He's calling us to think on these things. In the midst of our problems, we've got to pause. And I believe the beauty is in the break. If you were to hear a monotone, uh, just a 
There's not much beauty in that. It's actually quite annoying. The beauty doesn't come until you take a break. The beauty is in the break. And we have got to let this sailor break up the monotone of our work, 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 work. We've got to let this sailor break up the barriers of all of the craziness that continues to come at us. The worry and the anxiety, no matter what enemy is coming against you, no matter what is warring against you, against your church, against your family, against this nation, you, if you would just Find some time to sailor. I promise you, you will find blessing in the break. And so there may be some of you saying, you know what? This is, this is the word that I needed. And you are convicted that what you need is the blessing of the break. And so if that's you and you're saying, listen, I am going to sailor. In the next 24 hours, I'm going to get me somewhere and I'm going to say, I am going to take a break. I'm going to pause and reflect and not just reflect on problems. You are going to reflect on God's perspective. Let him speak to your situation. Let him speak to your circumstance. If that's you, go ahead and put it in the comments. I am going to say, And there may be somebody under the sound of my voice who has not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Today is your day. Today, you get to take a break from the crazy. Today, you get to take a break from the sin and the shame. Today, you get to take a break from the guilt. Today, if you hear my voice, Jesus says, harden not your heart. And so if you want to accept Jesus as Lord and savior of your life, listen, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Our gracious heavenly father, thank you for speaking to me today. Thank you for moving and convicting me today. I confess that I need a savior. I confess that I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept Jesus Christ's sacrifice to wash them away and to make me new. Thank you for taking me as I am. And thank you that you will make me into who you've called me to be. Give me the strength to sailor, to rest in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, if you just accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, we would love to know about it. At the very least, put it in the comments. Say, I just made a decision for Christ. And that way we can begin celebrating with you, praying for you. And if at all possible, uh, somebody may reach out to you. I am excited about the decision that you have made. And I am excited that we are all going to get somewhere and say la. God bless you so much. And thank you for spending this time with me and with the Lord. But now move us out of the way and go spend some one-on-one time with the Lord. Go get your blessing.